The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer, and I'd like to thank you for taking time each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, to join us as we talk about the Sport of Kings. Right now, I'm watching Fairplex race number 10 round into the first turn. Action all the time on the screen. Gotta love, gotta love it. This is not your grandpa's game because he would have probably loved it more than we would have. Our weekly update of winning ponies exotics, just to kind of keep you on your toes. Give you a little note to keep track of. As of today, we are eight point six million and growing for exotic payouts, exotic prediction payouts. It is not too late, and be sure to check out the site at www.winningponies.com and see the ease of use, testimonials, biggins, blogs, news, one-stop shop, and you get it all. Loving it. The testimonials. Yeah, I'm really starting to really get into reading the testimonials. I always kind of scan them. Hey, that's nice. Hey, that, you know, that's really hey, nifty. Nifty, cool. Like it. Now I'm really starting to get into reading them. Testimony. Here's a couple that kind of caught my eye. Proof in the pudding. Greg B. from Texas. Hit four pick threes in both pick fours on a chalky night and netted 460 bucks. Chalk was rolling. What are you going to do? Throw it away? Heck no. He followed the rule. Take it, whatever they give you. Greg B. from Texas, a believer, a loyal customer. We're glad you're on board. Annie S. from New York bought 40 winning credits. A winning credit is actually, it takes X amount of winning credits to, because there are certain races that require a winning credit. It takes X amount of winning credits. As you go to our site, you'll see exactly what they cost for each track. Number of races determines how many winning credits it takes to get started. And on 9909, she buys 40 winning credits. And lays the smackdown on a dime super for sixteen hundred beans. She says the system is easy to understand, and if I've only dug a little bit deeper, it could have been a thirty-two thousand dollar night. Now, 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 isn't that sweet? You gotta love that. I absolutely love that. Annie yes in New York and Greg B. All you need to do is send in a testimonial and receive a cool looking lid. That makes it that much better. Always like, always like to be wearing a lid. Every contest ever planned, everybody always says to me, Ed, where are they going to have like that? Where are they going to have like that? Well, let's start right here. That's usually when I pull some hats out of my, out of my duffel bag. I get them started, and I tell them a little bit about it. Who better than contest players just like yourself or regular horse players? 
than to have a hat in hand and then on head looking good and looking sharp. Quick reminder about the sheets. Online Toad Board makes it easy to track and understand. Then you go to the account tab, which shows you how many winning credits you have, and when you're ready to win, that's when you play them. You don't have to do X amount of action in 30 days like certain tracks re- or certain data systems require. That, that's insane. That is purely insane. You play when you want to. We're there for you. We understand you're playing golf. You're with the kids. You're at work, hopefully. And you know what? We are there when you're ready to win. The results staff for complete payoffs, real nice. As I said, one-stop shopping involved. The help staff for the questions you may have. Everybody has questions, and there are no silly ones. That's why we have the tab there. Contact, how to reach us. We want to hear from you. We're not going to hide behind the website. Plenty of easy access. We want to hear what you got to say. And that's the best part about it. Recent biggins. Now, you know, that might be the best part of it because that actually shows how we've been doing and how much you could be winning. Exotic predictions and the winning percentage, the dollar amounts, you got to love that. Carryover watches for the pick six, pick threes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the big pick threes, pick fours, pick sixes. Original blogs, some of the best. Some of the best stories out there in racing. From around the globe, one stop, and we can get you into the game when you are ready. So what are you waiting for? It is right there, and it is right at your fingertips. What's happening tonight? We're going to recap last week's races. Then we're going to jump into the biggins. Then we're going to do news stories in racing. And then we are going to have this week's special guest, Mr. Jamie Ness, who is tearing them up, tearing up every track where he legs one up. Jamie Ness spoke to him a couple times this week. He might be getting tired of talking to me. Who knows? But I'll tell you what. This guy, mark my word, will be, how should I quit it? Maybe the next Scott Lake? Maybe the next Dutro? Trust you me, Jamie Ness will be heard from and will be reckoned with. Then we're going to do Final Fernal Handicapping. That's yours truly. And that's where we tie it down and make it all happen and bring it all together. So we got a full night on board, as we always do each and every Thursday. But let me get you caught up on last week's races here. A couple races to make mention of. The Ruffian at Belmont Park on September 12th. Grade 1 event going a mile and a 16th on the dirt. $300,000 up for grabs. The Deuce Swift Temper Alan Garcia in the Irons wins by a length and three quarters. Well placed and drew off. Trainer Dale Romans. Paying 11.40 Swift Temper Alan Garcia. you got to love this guy. Turf, dirt. Catch him in Dubai. Alan Garcia. Agar gets it done. Belmont Park, September 12th, race number eight. The Garden City stakes a mile and an eighth on the inner turf. Another $300,000 up for grass. Belmont, love you. Love you in them sweeping turns. $300,000 guaranteed. The winner, race number eight of Belmont, the four Miss World Cornelio Velasquez is in the saddle, winning by a length and three quarters, paying 29 hoops for Christophe Clement. I think you've heard about this guy on the turf before, haven't you? Race number seven at Belmont, the Ashley T. Cole Stakes. Mile and eighth on the inner turf, 100 grand. Up for grabs, the winner is number six, Bank Rock. Kansas Hormo in the irons, winning by three parts of a length. Rail bidding up late, paying 460 to win. For Thomas Bush, not a bad deal. 
Race number nine at Belmont Park on the 13th of September is the Bowling Green to grade two. Mile and three-eighths on the inner turf. 150K up for grabs. The eight Grand Coutier, Alan Garcia. Wins by two lengths, paying 520 for Robert Ribido. Not bad at all. Jumping back to the 12th. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Turfway Park. The Turfway Park Fall Championship stakes a grade three event. Mile and one half. On the all-weather track, $100,000 up for grass. The winner of the one, Nightlight, John Court. Eddie Irons winning by five and three-quarter lengths. Very nice. He just was the leading rider at Ellis Park. Did very well. Paying 440 for Todd Pletcher. Todd Pletcher in the house. Prescott down September 12th, race number seven. The grade three Masters winner, number nine, informed decision. Julian Le Peru winning by two and a half. I believe informed decision may be bound for the Breeders' Cup. Like that all-weather service. Guess what they got out in California? You guessed it. Informed decision run by Julian Le Peru for Jonathan Shepard, paying 380 to win. Had to capitalize on the exotics to, to maximize your potential there. Now we're going to talk about a few biggins. Biggins, that is, Friday, September 11, 2009. 153 total biggins. We're tossed out there by winning ponies. Hopefully you were alive and well for some of them. Leading the pack for this day was Remington Park, race number nine, the Superfecta, $11,461.60. Big day at Remington, Saturday, September 12th, 192 total biggins. That's pure out smoking. Calder, race number five, a Superfecta key. Catch this. $21,069.20, right, right behind it. I just like to say this track. Assiniboye, Downs, race number six. Superfecta Key, $12,600.20. And then we go on to Sunday, September 13th, 98 total biggins. Eh, that wasn't a bad day at the office. 98 total big winners that you actually toss out there. Hopefully you were bored most, if not all, if not some. We hope you were out there because we're always here for you. Golden Gate race number nine, Superfecta, $4,860.80. Monday, September 14th, 63 total biggins. Leading the pack is Remington Park. Race number four, Superfecta key, $4,091.80. Not a bad Monday. Tuesday, September 15th, 48 total biggins. Suffolk Downs, race number eight, and a Superfecta. If you're the lucky ticket holder, you got $5,675.40. And then Wednesday, September 16th, 59 total biggins. Laurel, race number nine, Superfecta Key, 3,845. Even must have been a chalky day. Only 3,800 for a Superfecta Key. Wow. I'll take it every day of the week. Thursday, September 17th, 50 total biggins. 50 total because they're still rolling on. I just watched Turfway Park. I just watched Presque Isle. And I just watched Fairplex. But on today, leading the pack thus far is Laurel, race number eight, a super high five, 4,674.20. Credible shooting there. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. That's all about the biggins. Let's talk about some news real quick. We got a couple minutes till break. Congratulations goes out to Steve Asmussen earning his 5,000th victory as a trainer. He is the fifth trainer to reach the 5,000 win plateau. Staggering number. He's in his early 40s, and he has what must be the largest stable for sheer numbers. Leading the pack is Dale Baird, 9,445 even. The late Dale Baird, incredible claiming trainer. Another claiming king is Jack Vanberg, 6,393 even. Then King 
Leatherberry, 6279. Jerry Hollendorfer of Northern California, 5,459. Steve Asmussen, I think they have your name on the list for the Velvet Rope, my boy. If you're betting in Chicago, Kastanon teaming up with Super Agent Cooper. Watch out for Jockey Hayes, who's Kastanon this fall. The jockey who made most of somewhat limited opportunities at Saratoga is now right in Arlington Park, where he run five races combined Friday and Saturday, and he picked up Dennis Cooper as his agent, a real break. Ever since Lenny Pike left with Robbie Alvarado for Kentucky years ago, Cooper has been the man among Chicago agents, including with Mark Gidry, Renee Douglas, and Sean Brugemahan. Kastanon and his family lives in Louisville, will ride at the Keeneland and Churchill meet in his winter base. Yep, not there just yet, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there. That's a little touch on the news. We talked about the biggins. We talked about the recap. And now it is time to head out to our first break. And when we return from our first break, we're going to be talking in our second segment. Hopefully we'll be talking with Mr. Jamie Ness. He was just saddling a horse at Prescott Downs. Hopefully he will be on and calling, because I think you're going to definitely hear from this guy in the future. But you're only going to hear it here if you stay tuned to Winning Ponies. Well, I walk into the room, passing out $100 bills and a kid. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Imagine a family that was almost fed by neighbors who almost volunteered to help them out. Almost volunteered to give them their first hot meal in weeks. Almost volunteered. But as anyone knows, when it comes to giving, almost doesn't count. Don't almost give. Give. Give of your time, your money, your kindness. To find out how, visit our website at don'talmostgive.org. This message brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Oh, my God. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. 
Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking time to join us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, as I'm watching race number four at Turfway Park. Now, when I announce this little stuff... That's because you should be watching it as well. You should be following it. And it looks like you want to stay off the rail. Now, as soon as I say that, they'll be come skimming up the rail. looks like you want to be in about the two or three path. And they can, they can wire them. But for the most part, stalkers do very well. About the three-ace pole, if they're on the move, they're on the groove. And they're usually not taking the way overland route. But as I'm watching one, now has the lead. And the eight-to-five shot just hooked him right before the quarter pole and is about... Oh, I'm going to guess in about the four to five path here. It looks like uh, going to narrow down to these two, and uh, they're going to knuckle it out to the wire. But um, you're going to want to stay away from the rail a little bit. Uh, that's just my uh, that's just my taking it right there, and uh, you know, watching uh, Turfway day in and day out. My man Travis is letting me know we have our special guest, and it's our second segment each and every week where we have on our special guest of the week. And this week is no exception, and winning ponies is pleased and honored to have on Red Hot Trainer, Mr. Jamie Ness. Good evening, Jamie. How are you doing? Uh, good, Ed. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad to have you, and thanks for taking time. Hey, you just finished up uh, mounting up a horse at uh, Presque Isle. How'd you do? Good, good. Uh, we, we're in the seventh race tonight. We're in the feature race. Uh, I run probably my one of my better horses, a little nice little improving three-year-old, and we win the feature uh, going about, about three lengths, uh, a nice little allowance race. So got me at a good time. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I was trying to catch it on there, and, uh, you know, my yeah. man Travis was looking for you. Sorry that uh, if we disturbed any of the celebration there, but, hey, congratulations. Way to kick it off. Yeah, that was a good day. Uh, we just got out of the test barn. We're done for the night, and, uh, and uh, here we go. Well, Jamie, thanks for taking the time out of your very busy schedule. As you can see at this time, everybody, uh, he just got done saddling a horse. Now he's taking time with winning ponies. Jamie, I'm, I'm going to ask you a few questions here. It's always fun. It's always easy. And uh, we know how you did. Congratulations once again. And you've done very well at every track that you've actually brought horses. You've had a, had a, a very nice uh, degree of success. Uh, and, and, and your percentages speak for themselves. How did you get into racing, Mr. Ness? I tell you what, Ed, is long, uh, I'll make the, the short story long, but uh, my grandfather took me to the bush tracks in South Dakota when I was about four years old. He, he owned a part of probably the slowest horse in the country, and he'd pack us, our grandkids up, and take us out to the races uh, when we were, you know, on, you know, on the weekends, and, and I was hooked ever since then. And uh, my dad kind of got into training a little bit uh, part-time, and I would go with him in the summertime. We'd run around the Nebraska circuit. 
a little bit in South Dakota and Winnipeg and small time stuff. And, uh, and, uh, I tell you what got my blood and, and, uh, I couldn't get it out and here. I still am. So. I, I agree. Once it gets in your blood, and no matter what capacity you're in, if you're on your side of the fence or my side of the fence, we're all in the same sport. But once it gets in your blood, it's really hard to get out. And, you know, when you talked about the small tracks, I mean, that's where some of the best fans are at and the real hardcore fans are at. Absolutely. I mean, I still like to go back in South Dakota and run into bush tracks and, and uh a lot of good horsemen come out of them tracks, and uh, a lot of fans go there every every week to run. You know, of course, they're cheap horses, but it doesn't matter to them. And, and I know a horse race is a horse race to them. But uh, that, that's where I cut my teeth, and, and I like going back there. They still have a couple bush tracks in South Dakota. I love going back there. Humble beginnings and a very promising career for you, Jamie Ness. Your immediate plans weren't involved as a horse trainer. What were your plans at South Dakota State? Well, I got a football scholarship, going to, and I went to college, and I had a knee issue, and that didn't pan out. So I, I spent four years, got my degree. Um, of course, this was my mom's thing. She wanted to get me out of racing, and and, uh, and she tried, and, and I went to school, got my degree, got a really good job out of college, uh, uh, working for a Caterpillar company. I had one problem. I had to drive right by the racetrack every day to go to work. And <laughs> that lasted about six months. And I scratched and clawed and got enough money together to claim a couple cheap horses. And this was back in 2000, and I started out uh, with a couple cheap horses in 2000, and then we've just kind of grown ever since then. So. I'd be remiss not to ask you, because football is my, right with horse racing, is my 1-1A one one in life. Uh, what position did you play? Well, I was a, I was a uh, running back in, in high school. Of course, I come from a small high school in South Dakota, so... Um, when I got to college, they converted because uh, they converted me into a defensive back because I had you know athletic talent and speed, but I wasn't big enough to be a, a running back at the collegiate level. So that's where. And one day after practice, uh, we were messing around the freshman, and I uh, took a bad step and blew my knee out, and that was it. I was done. So. Well, football's loss is uh, possibly our gain as uh, watching <laughs> you ply your trade. But I have to ask you. When you roll out of bed about, oh, I'm going to guesstimate about 4 in the morning uh, to head to the track, are, are there any regrets on your part? Not, not every day. It's, you know, I'm very, very fortunate uh, to get up and go to work every day of the week and do something I love. You know, and I know people can say they do that, but I'm, and I count, count my blessings every day. Uh, I get to walk in the barn, look down the schedule, and see all them you know, athletes looking at me in the, in the face, and then that, that's all I need. Uh, no regrets at all. As Grandpa once said to me, find a job you love and you never have to go to work again. I, I guess that holds true at the track as well. Yeah, yeah and everybody in, involved in this industry uh, you know, feels in the same way I do. Jamie, I, you know, I, I've been really following you for quite a while, and, and, and I really enjoy watching you. You're mainly based out of Thistle Dance, from what I can see, in Presque Isle. You're winning uh, 42% and 35% respectively, and you won the training title at Tampa Bay Downs. This has been one hell of a year. You know, it really has. Uh, you know, we worked, I mean, uh, we busted our butts to get here. And we, like I said, I built it from a small stable. And first of all, uh, in order to be this successful, and, and I have to have a, a really good staff. And then that's one thing I'm key is I built myself a good people around me. You know, from exercise riders to assistant trainers to my hot walkers to my grooms, everything. And that's, I mean, that's, that's number one. You know, when you got this many horses, like I do, uh, I go more, more or less hands-on and more delegating, and, and I got to have the staff. And the staff, uh, you know, I just, I just put the people in place, and they do the job. You know, a, a tribute to great trainers all around. We had Ken McPeak on some weeks back, and he said the exact 
same thing, that he attributes a lot of his success, if not all of his success, to his staff and his right and left-hand people. And, and it sounds to me like you have a similar operation there. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean like I said, that's, you can hit it on, and most trainers will say the same thing, that have this large stable. you got to have the people, and you got to rely on them, and you got to and. And, and of course, I mean, I got good owners too. My owners are very key. They uh, they let me do do my job. You know, they don't tell me where to put horses. They don't, you know, do all this. They they understand that I'm in, I'm looking for the same thing they are: results, winning races, and making some money and having fun. So when we're on the same page, it's it's working pretty good. I would say so. As I said, the numbers speak for themselves. You know, there, there's many operations out there. What makes the Nest Barn different from the many other stables? And, and what's a typical day in your life? And how, when do you start? And what's a typical life for Jamie Ness? Well, right now uh, we're, we're stable to two different tracks. So I, uh, I'm at Presque Isle myself. I'm here. Um, uh, I go to Cleveland on Sunday nights. After, after the races at Presque Isle, I go to Cleveland on Sunday nights. I watch everything train Mondays and Tuesdays, and I'm back here Tuesday night. So here five days, there two days. Is with my schedule. It's it's a seven day a week deal. But my my typical day is we're up. You know, like I said, four thirty. We're here at the barn at five thirty. Uh, training until ten thirty. Do my charts. I get at home. I probably get about an hour or two hours to look in the computer, uh, watch some replays, pull up the PPs, get back to work and racing at night and go home. And that's that's my life. <laughs> And, and you know what a life it is because you you probably have it with it would be no other way. No, I mean I, I, I would know what being being this way. I wouldn't have no idea what to do if I ever took a vacation. I don't think I could handle it. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I heard Larry Jones mention that. Uh, he said, you know, on Thanksgiving and even on Christmas, uh, he said, I'd like to know what it's like to have a vacation. And, and now we hear it from your, 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 your words as well. So it is, uh, it's a 365-day-a-year job, and, and it's just it's 24-7, and, and you're always in charge because, you know, they're, they're, they're like a baby, and, and they're your babies, and, and you're in charge of them. Oh yeah, there's never you know like I said though the horses need to be taken care of every day. There's not a, you can't just walk away a couple of days and come back and there they are. They have to be trained, they have to be cared for. They have you know it's a, it's a 365 deal and and uh, and most trainers are uh, they know that and that's what we're in here for. <laughs> <laughs> every trainer generally has a niche as far as runners. Some like babies, some like older runners. Yep. Some come fresh off the claim, turfers, layoffs. What's your favorite angle as a trainer? Uh, my you know. If you punch my numbers, my angle, I mean, and I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a two-year-old trainer. I, I just, that's that's not my forte. Uh, and right now I don't have a two-year-old in the barn. I was 65 horses we haven't trained, no two-year-olds. Um, I'm a claimer. Uh, that's how I, you know, we got a blue-collar stable. I have blue-collar owners. We can't afford to go out and buy, you know, young horses, develop them, and not pan out. It, it, just, it just doesn't work for us. We don't have the, you know, we, we need we need results. We need results fast, and uh, so we do a lot of claiming, and that's that's where I cut my teeth, and that's that's what I'm good at. I pay attention. I watch replays. I watch trainer. Big thing is watching trainer patterns when they drop them if they're dropping good. Uh, watching replays, just you know, placing horses right. But me, I'm, I'm a claiming trainer. You know, first one to admit that, and I I'm not a two-year-old trainer, and uh, that's what I am. You know, earlier in the show, we talked a little bit about news. We talked about another few couple of claiming trainers. Congratulations going out to Steve Asmussen, clipping the 5,000 victories. And how about Dale Bear, Jack Van Berg, King Leatherberry, Jerry Hollendorfer, just as yourself, claiming trainers, a majority, if not still, you know, those that are still training with us are still claiming claimers. 
Yeah, you know, they are, and that's where they cut their teeth. And, and, and claiming is, is – I found I've had a couple – via the claim box, I've had a couple good horses that turned into stakes horses. And I tell you what, them, them better horses, they're very easy to train. They really are. <laughs> and uh, I, and I, I give my hat off to them guys who got them good horses. They're really easy to train. When you take these horses with problems and, and, the, and the lower-rung horses, they, they, they test you. You know, they, they, they really test you. You've got to do the right thing by them. But, uh, yeah, we're, I'll probably – be the claiming trainer as long as I can keep training. Well, I, I, I hope you keep playing your trade wherever it's at, and I hope they, uh, they don't misspell your name because I don't want to miss out because <laughs> I see you more times than not heading to the winner's circle, and, and that, that's a great thing, and that's a tribute to you and your staff, and, and it's always a whole lot of fun, especially to, to have a, a job that you actually love and to be doing very well. Jamie, I, VLTs and slots are coming to Ohio, and, and you're based at Thistle Downs a uh, great percentage of the time. And you're winning at 42% there. And uh, Thistle Downs just purchased. Will we see a greater concentration of your runners in Ohio as the purses increase? You know, you really will. I, I really enjoy running in Thistle Downs. I really enjoy going over there. I, I like the management. I like the people. I like the track surface. I like everything about it. And, uh, you know, this year – we kind of come into Cleveland uh, because I was at Presque Isle and I needed a little bit of overflow, and, and we had some horses to run in both places. And uh, so I, I think I kind of got my foot in the door in a, at a good time. Um, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, like I said, I, I would base out of Cleveland if, if, if everything, like you said, the VLTs come through and, and they get a good deal for the horsemen and, and the purses are okay. Uh, that's just a great for the state of Ohio because, you know, Ohio racing has always been, you know, pretty good and in the last few years it's, it's fallen off just because of the purse money you lose a lot of horsemen to other tracks and then uh, hopefully you can get them back in fact uh, we're optimistic that a high racing is going to stay on the uh, the heel the improve and uh, the future looks bright ahead for us and uh, and, and we, we do have our fingers crossed for that and actually with Harris actually making quite an out-of-pocket purchase of Thistledown right. I work for uh, Turfway Park, and Harris uh, is one of the principal owners there, and they are very good people to work uh, with, and I, and I think you're going to enjoy that if this will dance. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, I, you know, I'm glad uh, things look on the up and up for them. For, for you know, they, Like you said, uh, the state of Ohio, the racing industry, everything. I mean, they, they got good roots there, and bringing racing back to uh, where it used to be would be great. Jamie, I have one final question for you. I know you're a man on the move, and you've got to get moving. You've got to head back to the barn. It, <laughs> For somebody that wants to follow in your footsteps as a trainer, horseman, and wanting to make this their livelihood, do you have any words of wisdom for them? You know, I really do. Just, you know, keep at it. Because uh, I tell you what, when I started training, uh, I'll be the first to admit, I wanted to quit about six or seven times. I couldn't get any horses. I, you know, I had no experience. I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I really did. When I first started off, I made a lot of mistakes. But I knew if I kept at it and I watched how successful people did there, and that's, that's what I did earlier. I watched how people who did good, how they ran their stable, what they did. And I followed them. And every year we got a little better and a little better. It's a tough, it's a tough start. But, uh, I mean, just take it from me. It's, it can happen. And uh, it happened to me, so it can happen to anybody else. Well, that, in fact, I'm going to say that I, I'm very pleased to see. I hope many other trainers follow in your footsteps. Jamie, on behalf of Winning Ponies, I'd like to thank you for taking your time to be with us and allow us to get to know you. We wish you the best for you and yours, and we'll definitely be seeing you in the winner's circle, my friend. All right, Ed. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. That's been Jamie Ness, hardworking man, blue-collar trainer, and the numbers speak for themselves wherever you see him.
saddling a horse. Well, it is time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to be talking some a little bit more news, a little bit of handicapping. These Cincinnati kids going to be calling in, but only right here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. There was this house that was almost saved from a fire that was almost put out by people who almost volunteered. As generous a nation as we are, sometimes instead of giving, we almost give. We almost come forward in times of need. Almost. But almost giving is the same as not giving at all. Don't almost give. Give. To find out how, check our website at don'talmostgive.org. A message from the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking time to be with us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Hope you got the last segment. Jamie Ness just sat out of the winter at Presque Isle, gets back to the room, gives me a call right after he gets his picture taken. Got to love it. This guy's winning at 42% at Thistle Downs. In the high 30s at Presque Isle, because that's growing, he won the Tampa Bay Downs title. Trust me, this guy is the next Scott Lake. He's going to be one of the Dutch Rose. Believe you me, Jamie Ness will be heard from and we reckon with for years to come. Seems to be a hardworking guy. Nice guy. Really enjoyed that. Hope you did as well. We're going to jump in with a little bit more news. And then once I get that, 
you know what? I think the news can wait because somebody really important is on board, and I want to hear what he's got to say. Winning Ponies is proud and pleased to bring in a good friend of ours, the Cincinnati Kid. Kid, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Ed. How you doing? Really well, really well. Did you catch Jamie Ness? Oh, yes, I did. He sounds like a great guy. I hope we can get a couple of his horses down at Beulah this winter, maybe. You know, I think, uh, as he said, uh, once the purse structures kind of shake out, we get our VLT situation under wraps and on the on the road, uh, I think we'll be seeing a whole lot of Jamie Ness. But, but overall, he seemed like just a quality fella, didn't he? And he just seems like a good quality fella. Hard worker, always seems to put in a good honest day's work. So let's hope for bigger and better things for Mr. Ness down the road. Oh, I agree. I agree, James. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, as, as Grandpa said, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I think uh, Jamie Ness is going to fit the bill there. Kid, I know for a fact that you're, you're a man of the game. You study. There's not much that gets by because I always, if, if I get any great blurbs, news, or great stories shot to me at work and or home or wherever, Cincinnati Kid is always on it ASAP. And he, and he, he, fired, he fired me a great one from the Thoroughbred Times the other day. And I really appreciate that, by the way, James. And uh, as well as many other people that I forwarded on and read it as well. But more so, I know you have a couple winners for us for the weekend. Yes, sir. I'm actually going north of the border to start off things with. I'm going Saturday at Woodbine Race 8, the uh, summer stakes there, winning you in, in for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. I actually like the 8 in here, Fantastico Roberto. I think you like this horse a little, too, when he was entered on Labor Day at Riverage. Scratched out at the last minute. The owners have supplemented to go into this race, so that means he has to be fit. A nice, solid work down at Churchill back on Sunday the 13th. I think he's ready to go. Chris DiCarlo and Todd Pletcher, 8-1 on the morning line, sounds really good to me. You know, you are right. I did scratch out the $200,000 cradle stakes. Uh, there was no grading to that. It was actually going to be two turns at River Downs, right. and uh, the race came off the turf, and Todd Pletcher said, oh, not for me. I think I'm going to take this... Uh, this two-year-old colt, and I'm going to wait for another turf race. Comes up with Woodbine, and uh, Team Pletcher always uh, always spots their horses very well. I got to agree with that kid that uh, I think he might have something there. But uh, someone that you know kind of caught my eye was uh, Benistar Patrick Husbands for Daniel Vella, and uh, I think they team up pretty well together, going from six furlongs to a mile. You know, the only thing that really uh, kind of makes me scratch my head, this two-year-old son of Yankee gentleman, is uh, is going the distance, but actually second-time Lasix and is two-for-two two in the money at uh, at Woodbine, and Patrick Husbands has a great degree of success in Canada. Oh, I love Patrick's Husbands up there at Woodbine. This race just was so wide open here. I thought I would go for a little bit of a price, but I said your horse is going to be a factor as well. 12-1, to it could make for a nice exacta. You know, I was just thinking that. I I was just about ready to say, get, I'm just going to box him up and forget about it. Okay, so we got the eighth at Woodbine, and uh, and that is the summer stakes, and it is a nice grade three going a mile. And also, I mean, but to cut you off, I hope, I hope this isn't there. You're not going to talk about Sunday's race, are you? Uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, but you know what? There's a big race on Sunday as well, and actually was unable to get the uh, the information in a timely fashion. Probably the same as you, uh, because I, I know that uh, you like to uh, you like to do your homework a little bit ahead of time. But there is a million dollar race on Sunday at Woodbine, correct? Right, the Woodbine Mile up there. I'm looking at the entries. I don't have PPs, but this looks like a really nice race here. I think that Rebond, without looking at the PPs. He might just be tough to beat with Alan Garcia aboard, but until I look at the PTs, I can't put a certain definite star on him. But 
just by name recognition, I think he's going to be tough in Sunday's race. Well, uh, you know what? We're going we're gonna to wait for a little bit longer till we get our – because as handicappers, that's what we do. We just, we just don't play names. and uh, it, it's a, I like to call it a thinking man and or woman's game. Yes, it's, it's cerebral, and it, we, we have a lot of fun at it. It's not like uh, just, uh, you know, tossing cards or whatever have you. But to each, to each his own, but it's the game we love. Kid, we've got one in the books from you, and I rudely interrupt you. I apologize, and I, I alluded to Sunday – what else do you have for us on Saturday, my boy? Saturday, we go down to Louisiana. Louisiana Downs is eighth race here. The uh, Sunday Silence is also a prep for the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. And I went to the outside here, Williams Kitten, Ken and Sarah Ramsey, and Mike Maker. You remember me touting this horse on the show a couple weeks ago. I thought he was going to go in the cradle after he ran third in the prep. He decides to go in this spot instead, has a bullet work, it's Garrett Gomez aboard for this race. That really is a page-turner for me. Let's look for this one to top the ticket. You know, I, I, I like Williams Kitten as well because uh, if you take a look at Gleam of Hope, wins a $200,000 race and runs third with Orlando Mojica aboard that day. Right. Garrett Gomez is not going to be hurt whatsoever from Mike Maker. That's the truth. So, you know, I think Williams Kitten, and, you know, a lot of people might dismiss from, you know, the outside. I, I don't know enough uh, day in and day out about Louisiana. I follow it, uh, Scanley, but are, are there, is the outside the, the worst place in the world to be? Uh, I'm not quite sure it is. And I think with a lot of speed in this race, he'll be able to tuck in along the inside. So I don't think the outside post is going to hurt him that much. There's a lot of speed drawn to his inside. So if they go out and duel with his running style, he should be sitting right off of them and sitting probably close to the rail by the time they go into that first turn. So. I don't think the outside post will hurt him one bit in this spot. You know, James, we've wrote them down, and they are in pen in my heart uh, because I'm going to be watching is you're quite the handicapper. You're Beulah Park's handicapper, and you make things happen when you see it scrolling at the bottom of the screen. That is the Cincinnati kid plying his trade and doing what he does best. So uh, when you see those picks out there, and sometimes you do get some sweet, sweet, sweet prices, and occasionally, if I'm good, maybe at Christmas time, he might slide me a winner. But uh, <laughs> That I was living host for. Guess who just sent me a text message uh, right in the break? A good friend of ours, and I think you know him. Who, Pistol Pete? Pistol Pete from Florida. He actually uh, just dropped to say hello on a text message. And, uh, you know, uh, somebody, uh, somebody that loves to handicap as much as we do, James, and, uh, you know, that they, it, once, once the game gets in your blood, you know, it just doesn't leave. I know that's the truth. It's been in my blood since before I could walk. <laughs> and you know what? I hope it stays there forever, my friend. James, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, and I hope people actually put pen to paper for your picks. I hope I can bring you some winners this week. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you next week then, James. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, buddy. Bye. Cincinnati kid, one to be reckoned with. I like his picks. Kid is always very solid. Let me jump right into handicapping here. I'm going to start with Belmont on Friday. Yep, I'm going to start with some Friday handicapping. I, you know, I'm not going to give up early because I'm going to start early. That's right. First race at Belmont, I'm going to kick it off with a six, eight to five, Slevin. I believe it's a, a movie reference there, lucky number Slevin. Lucky number Slevin is actually the six in this race. Javier Castellano for Carl Domino, two for three and dropping like a rock in the river. New York bred, eight to five. In the first at Belmont on Friday, take the six, get all you want. I think Slevin, uh, coming out of a $150,000 uh, a, a stake race, 
Fred Belmont, now in for allowance company against New York Press, I think it's going to be uh, just what the doctor ordered. Eight to five, if you get that, bet early and bet often. Race number two at Belmont, I'm going to go with a four in here, and that is... I'm the queen of queens. That's Ramon Dominguez and Tom Albatrani teaming up together, and they're only 50% of the money together. That's not too bad. Down one class, Albatrani's a 43% in the money trainer, and actually this three-year-old filly is three for four in the money at Belmont. you got to love that. There's two of my picks, and you know what? I happen to have one more, and that is in race number seven at Belmont on Friday, and it's the 2B Power Blast for Mon Dominguez and the red-hot Linda Rice had a superior meet winning the Saratoga meet. Uh, Linda Rice on fire there. In this T-Roll Colt by Jumpstart, uh, the uh, dam of this runner had one turf winners. They're going to go six on the inner turf and also has thrown nine starters, six winners, and one stakes winner. So that means she's thrown at nine starters, six of them winners, one of them a stakes winner, cutting back from a mile and 16th to six panels, I think that is just what the doctor ordered in race number seven in Belmont. So there you have it. You got some Friday picks as well. You've heard what the kid has to say. That gets us started, gets us thinking. And now it is time to head up to a break because when we return, we're going to do some final furlong handicapping and focus on Saturday here on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. Nor will we brag about our Huge selection. Enormous variety. We will offer no contingencies like Cease to offer details. Legal exclusions apply. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Hi, my name is Joanne, and I have mannequinism. Well, I did have it, but I'm not a mannequin anymore. Doctors said over 75% of my body turned into plastic. They said it's because I wasn't active in my community, because I didn't vote or volunteer or I don't know. All I wanted to do was cry, but I couldn't because I had plastic eyes. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. school to the pros, we, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. 
And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. It is Final Furlong Handicapping. Favorite part of the show. We've had Jamie Ness on. Incredible guy. Incredible trainer. Never speak for themselves. Cincinnati Kid called in with some winners for the weekend. Saturday winners. And even kind of give you a little tidbit for Sunday. James is a very good handicapper. Anybody ever complains about uh, that race is a little too long? I was reading this past week. Mongolia stages the world's longest horse race, Ulaanbaatar. More than two dozen horses raced across the finish line in Mongolia this month after a test of endurance that would have impressed even the legendary conqueror Genghis Khan. The international group of riders pounded 860 kilometers, 530 miles, across Asia's country vast lands in the 10-day Mongol Derby, which organizers called the world's longest horse race. South African architect Charles Van Wick, 28, tied for first, a local rider, I can't even begin to pronounce his name, leading home a field from 10 countries, Argentina, Australia, Britain, New Zealand, Spain, the United States. A total of 700 horses were used during this event. That is freaking incredible. you got to love it. Wouldn't that be neat to see? Anyway, don't ever complain that the race was too long and your horses didn't have the legs. All right, let's start on Saturday, and that would be the 19th. We're going to go with the 5th at Woodbine. As the kid was talking about, there are some great races up there. And this is one mile on the turf in the Tama. It's a grade three. They have an excellent turf course up there. Chantel Sutherland said it was actually one of the best that she's ever ridden on, and she was actually a guest on our show here. I think if you missed it, you can always go back and podcast it. In the 5th of Woodbine on Saturday, I like Elusive Galaxy. Rafael Bejaran with the masked man, and the reason he's riding, re- wearing that mask and riding with it on is he's coming back from injury, facial injuries. Two-year-old filly by Elusive, uh, Elusive City, uh, you know, Sire's uh, Elusive Galaxy, and I love the way this filly actually looks, dropping down from grade two into grade three company here. And uh, last out was August 6th in Leopardstown in Ireland. And group company there may be a little salty this time of the year. And uh, Bejarano, you can bet, is going to get the, the most out of this filly who's getting first-time Lasix. That's in the fifth at Woodbine, Elusive Galaxy. Then on to race number eight, the summer, a grade three, a mile on the turf. You heard the kid. He was talking about who he liked. He likes, he likes uh, Fantistico Roberto. In there, I like Benistar. I like Patrick Husbands. They're going to stretch this two-year-old colt by Yankee gentleman out six furlongs to a mile. Second time, Lasix, and two for two in the money at Woodbine. I love Benistar. I love the way that this, uh, this colt might be coming along. And Patrick Husbands knows his way around the hoop, and that you can bet on. Daniel Vella is quite a nice little trainer there. Eighth at Woodbine, the summer stakes. I like Benistar. Then we're going to ship on down to Louisiana. We're just going to jump right around from north to south. The 8th of Louisiana, the Sunday silence, 150000 up for grass. I agree with the Cincinnati kid. I like Williams Kitten. Finished third to Gleam of Hope, who won a $200,000 two-year-old race. The cradle stakes at River Downs. And actually, it said failed to sustain bid. But when I watched the race over again, this two-year-old Colt by Kitten's Joy, who was a turf monster in his own right, and uh, for the Ramseys, who had Kitten's Joy, and Mike Maker, the trainer uh, trainer deluxe here. Williams Kitten fits very well. Garrett Gomez would not be booting up if he didn't think this Colt had a shot there. On September 5th, works a beautiful bullet, 59-4, and four, going five panels. I love Williams Kitten. 
I don't know how the outside is going to play, but it might just yield a little bit more of a price. That's in the eighth race of Sunday Silence at Louisiana Downs. On to race number nine, it is the Temperance Hill $50,000 going six panels in here. I like Burt's Golden Missile. Francisco Torres' third-time layoff, and that's an angle that all handicappers love to play. Dropping down from a $100,000 race going a mile and a sixteenth to six furlongs, in $50,000. So we're going to cut back in distance and cut back in class here. And I say Burt's Golden Missile fires right to the winner's circle. That's in the race number nine, Louisiana Downs. And then we go to the 11th race of Louisiana Downs, the Super Derby in here. And it's a mile and an eighth. It's a grade two, and it's for $750,000. I like blame in here. Jamie Terrio in the irons for Al Stahl. And this two-year or this three-year-old colt is getting better and better each and every start. Take a look at those last two races, and you'll see blame will have no blame in the eleventh race of Louisiana. That is the Grade Two Super Derby on Saturday, and then I'm going to go to the seventh race at Kentucky Downs, the undulating European course in Southern Kentucky, right on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee. Actually, when they turn for home, they're in they're in Tennessee for about a sixteenth of a mile in this race here. I like the four, and that is Senya. Brees Blanc in the irons for Byron Hughes, one for one at Kentucky Downs. When you're playing Kentucky Downs, you're going to want to play runners that actually have ran there before, if at all possible, and or are training up very nicely indeed. It's for $50,000, and uh, I, think that fit, I think that fits this uh, three-year-old filly very nice. Uh, made a booming run at Arlington Park on the turf. So in the seventh race of Kentucky Downs this Saturday, I like Senya. In the 10th race of Kentucky Downs, Kentucky Cub Turf Dash. We're going to go for $50,000 right along the rail. There is tons of pace here. I'm going to go with four Prado, and I'm going to double up here. Eddie Perez for Chris Block. Block is a very nice turf trainer indeed. And second start off of a layoff, I say Fort Prado is going to get all the pace. This 8-year-old horse male Prado is ever going to want. And Fort Prado scores in the Kentucky Cup Turf Dash. That is race number 10. Then on to the 13th race at Kentucky Downs, the Turf Classic. In here, I like the 8. That'd be Cloudy's Night. Rosemary Homeister and Jonathan Shepard. Actually, the dam of this runner was a winner on the turf, has seven starters and six of which are winners. Rosemary was a class act to have on there, and she even warned me, hey, if you're down in Kentucky, come on down and see me down this way. And, uh, and say hey to me over in the jocks quarters there because I'm going to be riding the Kentucky Downs, and she did not let us down whatsoever. we got to speed it up here, and we go to the fourth race at Belmont on Saturday, and that is the Noble Damsel of Grade 3. I like Rutherian. I think that speaks all the volumes that you need with Alan Garcia. Then the eighth race at Belmont, the Grade 2 Futurity going seven panels in here. And I come up, and I like the six, Duff Funny Bone, Edgar Prado for Richard Dutro. If you saw that ten-and-a-half-length score in the Saratoga Special, you would be sold as well for this two-year-old Colt by the Wildcat. Drew off under urging. That is just incredible. And then there's the Matron, the, the ninth race, seven furlongs as well. And the, at Belmont, I love in the Matron. I like the nine. Worst-case scenario, Alan Garcia, I think, has a big Saturday at Belmont Stakes, at the Belmont, because... Uh, this actual two-year-old runner, she's done no wrong. She's two for two. Well, time flies when you're talking about thoroughbred racing and winning ponies. I'd like to thank our special guest, Mr. Jamie Ness, definitely a man on the move, and especially 
the Cincinnati kid, for his calls for the weekend picks. That's it for this week. Please join us next week as we'll be having on Daily Racing Forum columnist Mr. Marty McGee talking about the Kentucky Cup Day of Champions at Turfway Park. Until then, may your winners be many, your photos be few. Good luck, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.